What makes a leader? What pulls us beyond what we thought was our best and into sustained greatness? Tune in right here with Ron Kitchens to learn how to challenge and change your best so that you can move forward into leading at your highest level. Hey everyone, I'm Shannon Allen on the Always Forward Leadership Podcast with Ron Kitchens. Ron, how are you today? I am awesome. Like uh, guns and roses, awesome. That is like great. Like taking it to Paradise City, awesome. Is there something in particular that's got you at that level of awesome? You know, I think I'm just, because I've decided I'm going to be that awesome today. That's it. That's, that's it. it. That's what it is. So Ron, you are uh, what I would call a great problem solver. And I've actually heard you joke that sometimes you like to just break things to see how they work and to Mm -hmm. see if you can solve them. So I have a question for you today. What is kind of a, it can be global or it can just be nationwide, a business-related problem that you are like itching to solve? Man, I'm going to sound really um, uh, wee-wee-wee with this one. Mm -hmm. I am convicted right now and it's on my heart um that we as a country have got to do something about employment and economic opportunities for ex-offenders mm. well the i think just that i had a friend the other day call and say what if for the rest of your life you had to wear a t-shirt everywhere you went that said on it the worst thing you've ever done wow how would your life be changed? Wow. And I, I'm really convicted that the, um, and I'm not a soft on crime guy, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a, you know, life made hard decisions kind of, you know, what things happen, they happen. Mm-hmm. But I just see the friends who can't reopen restaurants because they don't have um, workers. Right. I see federal officials who are so asinine that they refuse to create a immigration policy that is fundamental to our our nation's growth. Mm -hmm. I see people recidivism rates skyrocket in places that don't have an easy path forward for people to Mm reenter, and recidivism rates drop to almost nothing where play, people are convinced that they can do better and they make room for people who have, um, who in most cases, not all cases, who in most cases T-shirt would look pretty similar to their T-shirt. Yeah. And so I think for the good of our nation, our communities, our companies, and those individuals, because um, we have to remember most individuals are not ax murderers. Right. They're most, most of the people in our jails sold an amount of pot that if you were in Michigan or Colorado or yep. California today would be legal. Mm-hmm. And uh, and let's get those people back in the workforce. Let's create a place for people. Let's reopen businesses and uh, and let's get back about, um, you know, our Judeo-Christian ethic mm-hmm. of forgiveness and believing um, in the innate goodness of people. Yeah. There's something that you said reminded me of um, something that I always heard growing up in church of, you know, when you have the young woman who it's found out that she got pregnant outside of wedlock and the church is in uproar. And I remember one time our pastor just asking, well, what if your sins manifested as a physical thing? Like, what if you had to show 
what you did and you know because with the woman her her belly swells and everybody knows what she's been up to what if your sin was like that at the same at the same time that they're praying to mary (laughs) right right yeah dude pot kettle (laughs) right let me introduce you there (laughs) exactly you know so i mean i think that's a really powerful point of we are not defined by a mistake that we made or by something that we did in the past you know so yeah i think that's really powerful um so i'm really excited to get into the conversation that we're having today. Um, If you are new to listening to this, you may notice that I'm a little bit of a sports fan. Like, I don't think I'm overboard. Maybe not. Maybe I am overboard when it comes to sports. I really love sports. Um, And so today we're going to be talking about the greatness mentality. And the reason I brought up sports um, is because my favorite athlete of all time uh, was and always probably will be Kobe Bryant. But he didn't play for Alabama. I know, and that's probably <laughs> shocking that it's not an Alabama player who is my favorite athlete, but it is Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, actually, he was the doorway into me just loving all sports. Um, he came into the league when I was nine years old, and he had definitely the greatness mentality, and he called it the Mamba mentality. Mm-hmm. And so as I was thinking about all this, I kept thinking about Kobe Bryant and I remember one of my favorite quotes, and he said, when we are saying this cannot be accomplished, this cannot be done, then we are shortchanging ourselves. My brain, it cannot process failure. It will not process failure. Because if I had to sit there and face myself and tell myself, you are a failure, I think that is almost worse than dying. And um, that's a greatness mentality, I think. That's a a greatness mentality. Yeah, for sure. So my favorite Kobe quote, I'll get it wrong. And it's the quote, and I think you might have already retired, mm-hmm. and was asked what his goals were in a game, and he said, "I want it. I want you when you're playing against me to reconsider your life choices." Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what? That's a guy who's thought that through. That is a great quote, and it's right up there with uh, one of his shortest quotes, I think, which was just, "You know, greatness." It's just not for everyone, you know. <laughs> that's that's one of his quotes. So, you know, Kobe had the greatness mentality, and I thought it would be pretty cool, you know, to, to you know not discuss him, but just kind of bring him up in relation to what we're talking about today. Um, and so, I think there's a lot to be said of that mentality, you know, that failure is not an option. Um, and I think that sustaining greatness kind of requires that mentality that won't settle. Yeah. So. What does a greatness mentality look like for business leaders? Uh, great question. I think it is, you know, Jim Collins would call it, you know, in good to great, that would be a level five leader. So that's humble. Mm-hmm. When you look at level five, those are humble leaders mm-hmm. who are leading and making sure that, you know, everybody under them or that they're leading is being taken care of and everybody's achieving greatness together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's also a clarity of vision mm-hmm. that um, you know where you want to go and you are telling the stories that get people to follow you. Mm-hmm. You know, you can order people to comply, but you can't compel them to be great. Right. And you've got to inspire them to be great. And I think so humble inspiration, which means you have to be a great communicator Mm -hmm. as a uh, to be a great leader. And then I think the other um, measure of great leadership is um, 
your well, since we're using sports analogies, your coaching tree. Mm-hmm. Who are the leaders that you're then inspiring to go lead on their own, even if leading on their own means they'll be a competitor of Absolutely. yours? Absolutely. And uh, and I think that's what one of the things that greatness is. You know, I heard Tommy Lasorda, who's now passed away, the um, you know Tommy Lasorda speak once. And, about this idea of how he wanted to remember, be remembered, and he said, "You know, I want a hundred people to fight over carrying my casket." Mm. And uh, that's that's a pretty good, yeah. That if is. I uh, if I can get there, that would be a pretty <laughs> good day for me. That's a pretty great legacy to have. And you know, you were talking about raising up leaders and not being afraid of them becoming your competitors. And I think the reason that that is a greatness mentality is because you know the moment that someone you raised up becomes your competitor, that's a new challenge for you. Like, you have to stay hungry. You have to keep pushing and going to make sure that they don't surpass you, you know. So I think that's really cool. So what must leaders abandon in order to kind of cultivate a greatness mentality? I think abandon self, and by that, that usually comes from fear. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's no great leader who... You know, there I guess uh, Gandhi and, you know, there's some, you know, the Pope and some other folks who are, you know, so philanthropic that they don't worry about themselves and they don't worry about where they're going to eat the mm-hmm. next day. I'm not saying you abandon your family, you abandon right. yourself into that, but abandoning this idea that you have to be the, um, that your success is so tied, or the company's success, organization's success is so tied to yours Mm -hmm. that you can't imagine a world where the organization could thrive without you. Yeah, wow. If you you got hit by a bus tomorrow and the organizational fails, it's not their fault, it's yours. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's powerful. So, I mean, and we've talked about it before, the breadcrumbs of true leadership is how many other leaders are around you. you know? Absolutely. You know, I, I tell our folks we meet um, your first week here. We're going to go have lunch, just you and I, and mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the Mandarin Orange story, and we're going to talk about some other things. And one of the things I want to talk about is uh, we want you to have the job of your dreams. Mm-hmm. But at some point, if this isn't the job of your dreams and it's someplace else, we still want you to have the job mm-hmm. of your dreams. Absolutely. And I want to be quoted in the press release for your new organization mm-hmm. talking about how lucky they are to have you. Yeah. That's what I think great um, level five leadership looks like. Absolutely. That you know that whatever the future looks like, you've got somebody that's got your back. You know, it was a great example we saw now at this time a couple weeks ago at the press conference at the national championship mm-hmm. game where Saban kind of stops the press conference, grabs the two um, players who are speaking and said, no, 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 let's make it really clear. These two players aren't judged by today's results. Yeah. Their success is, in my words, exponential mm-hmm. to that. And to know you, somebody has your back like that, you'll go through fire for them. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, you know, I kind of opened with that um, Kobe quote about failure not being an option. But, you know, failure happens, right? How do great leaders use failure to propel themselves and to keep that greatness mentality? I think you first you have to analyze why it happened. Mm-hmm. Did, it, did you fail because you failed to prepare? Right. 
So did you fail? Or did you just not win? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, that is a distinction you have to be really clear about. Because if you failed, you didn't prepare, you didn't put the work in, you didn't execute, you didn't use the resources you were given to produce at the maximum level, then you failed. Mm -hmm. And that's a personal Mm -hmm. issue that you've got to address and figure out what's going on. But if you just didn't win, then you've got to look and say, now, what do we have to do? What are the resources we need? What are the things we have to bring to bear to change the outcome based on the resources that we have available? Mm-hmm. And you've got to analyze that, and you've got to be honest. You know, there's one person you should never lie to, and that's to yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. And also, you heard it here on Always Forward, Alabama did not fail at the championship. <laughs> we just didn't win, okay? All right, I just want to make that really clear. <laughs> So here is that reverse question. How do leaders with a greatness mentality handle success in a healthy way? Give it away. Mm-hmm. Give it away. That success is rat poison. Yeah. Second, you start believing in it. You know, you and I were joking the other day after the national championship game that the next day was, well, it's the first day of football right. season. Right. <laughs> yes. You know, but the um, you got to give that – you got to give that stuff away. Mm-hmm. Take time to celebrate it. Have a great meal. Um, you know, I, I, our team knows that one of my things I'm searching for is what could be our industry's version of the end of the year thing. Right. You know, at the end of the year in college football, you know, you win, you get a ring. Mm-hmm. At the end of the year, you know, if you're selling cars, there's a banquet and, you know, you get a Rolex watch. Right, you know. Right. The, what is that, that culminating thing, that terminal degree, terminal moment that we can celebrate? And the reason that's important, because it lets you turn the clock. Mm-hmm. You go, okay, we did that. Right. Uh-oh, tomorrow. You know, we're going to take a month off, and then spring training mm-hmm. starts. Mm-hmm. And we got to start pitching, pitchers and catchers report. Right. And the season's about to start again. So now we've weaved football, baseball, and basketball yeah. in. But the but we got to have those moments to go, boom, mm-hmm. it was great. Mm-hmm. Let's all celebrate together. Let's acknowledge this point. Then give all that away because yeah. now it's the next day. We have to start. Um, it all starts again. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's good, too, even when you lose. You know, having that moment where you can say, it's the end of the season, and now we get a fresh start, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, from a, a calendar standpoint, the difference between December 31st and January 1st is just the turn of a calendar. But there is no denying that there's this fresh feeling of, okay, I can start again mm-hmm. on January 1st, you know? Even if it's all just mental or whatever, I can start again, you know? You know, and for me, I the January, February – stuff is not very interesting Mm -hmm. it's the first day of spring Mm -hmm. for me it feels like the really important day of the year yeah and uh, and that's the day I usually really take the time to reflect Mm -hmm. January is just blah Mm -hmm. spring is like now's the time to to come forward and and blossom yeah January flies by and February feels like it's like 60 days long for some reason (laughs) it's birthday month for me so feel free you know yeah feel free to wish me a happy birthday you've got a 23rd birthday coming up yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) awesome so how do point leaders kind of teach and cultivate a greatness mentality in their teams first thing is you got to show it you Mm -hmm. look at great leaders 
um, you know, the uh, Jim Collins um, wrote a follow-up book to um, Good to Great and, and featured in it Striker Corporation, and in particular John Brown, um, uh, who was chairman and CEO of, of Striker through those early, really great, incredible, formative years. And, uh, you know, John um, was a, is truly a level five leader, mm-hmm. but, you know, John did the work. He was there on the hard days. He never asked anybody to do what he wouldn't do. He always drove a car that was um, equal or less than the sales reps mm. drove. Mm. And a lot of times it was the used car that wow. one of the sales reps had had uh, because he didn't want anybody to think because he was the CEO, he somehow was better than everybody. Yeah. And he set those really high standards. And I think for us as leaders, we've got to demonstrate those things. Mm-hmm. The, um, you know, the, you know, John was an interesting guy, and I, you know, I know John fairly well. And, uh, but the, uh, you know, my good friend um, Barry Broom lived across the street from John, and and uh, John was chairman of, the, of our board, and mm-hmm. the uh, and Barry went to had a new house and went to hire a lawn company. And then as he's interviewing the lawn company, John Brown, the billionaire CEO of the largest employer in town, is mowing his own lawn. <laughs> and so for four years, Barry mowed his own lawn. I love it. And love uh, it. But those are the kind of things that you set forth as a leader. Yeah. Of here's what success looks like. Mm-hmm. And here are the behaviors that enable it going forward in the future. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, if you do that, that's when organizations will begin to emulate yeah. their leader. One thing I really love that you've done um, with our organization is um, we have a document that is called First Principles. Mm-hmm. And I mean, because I'm very much, I like to see things in writing. I just, I like to know where I stand, you know. And those first principles that we have, it's just a list of things that are true about our organization. Mm-hmm. And I really like that of like, this is who we are. This is what we do. This is how we behave. This is how we, you know, and it really, it reinforces and it gives like a really good, almost like a lighthouse to call you back home. If you feel like you're getting a little off track or you're not quite aligned with the vision, there it is right there. It's being communicated. Um, and I think that that's a really powerful tool for leaders is, you know, decide what is true about us or what do I want to be true about us? Put it in writing and just communicate it to your team. I think it's really good. No, I think it's important that yeah. we all understand what our core principles are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, you know, this isn't necessarily like a biblical podcast, but one of my favorite scriptures um, is in Romans 12, and it talks about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. And so what transformation should leaders expect to see within themselves and their teams when they start to develop that greatness mentality? You know, I think we mentioned in our previous podcast that holy discontent, mm-hmm. that understanding that um, and redefining of what success looks like. So, you know, I, I'm reminded, and I've told the story, and I think uniquely you, but the uh, we hired a, a new employee a few years ago, a new team member, and I was at home for dinner, and and. Uh, Kelsey, my daughter, we were talking about, had so many new, it started today, and she said, well, there's one more mortgage that we're <laughs> responsible for. Yeah. And uh, and that's, that's right. When you understand that growth 
of an organization is not just about return on investment, mm -hmm. but it's about return to investment on mm -hmm. people and about the impact that you can have on other people's lives, that those become the things that you remind yourself to renew. Yeah. Because at the end of the year, a spreadsheet that shows a big number mm -hmm. is a spreadsheet that shows a big number. Right. But understanding that you help three people on your team mm -hmm. be able to buy houses mm -hmm. or have children, you know, stay home for 12 weeks of maternity leave mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever those things are, that's the, those are the things we have to yeah. keep score on that we have to use to renew our minds Absolutely. that are beyond simply, you know, spreadsheets and X's and O's. Yeah, that's so good. So I think that's a good spot for us to wrap up. Do you have any Final thoughts to leave us with? I don't. It's one of those days, you know, after you, you sprung Kobe on me, yeah. you know. I'm just, I'm, yeah, thinking about yeah, how he's taken too young and what his life would have meant beyond athletics. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he'll be, he'll be forever missed. Yeah, so. I mean, to retire and then turn around and win an Oscar. It's just like, who does that? You know, I, got, I mean, it's just. I got my head set on regional Emmy. Yeah. You know, you for spoken word. Yeah. I don't know how you compete in those, but I see like people that I think are doofuses mm -hmm. that have that on their bios. And so I got to figure out how to get a regional Emmy. So anybody knows yes. how I can do that, you know. That way, you know, John Legend and I, we both have Emmys. There we go. Yeah. Then I can work on the GOT. But he doesn't have got. to know that yours was a regional, <laughs> regional Emmy. Yeah, that I yeah, won it in Dog Patch. But, yes. All right. There you go. All right, we'll see you all next week. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. If today's conversation has ignited greatness in you, take your next step and visit ronkitchens.com to gain more inspiration and to connect with Ron. You can also tweet Ron at Ron Kitchens. Until next time, keep moving, always forward.